I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. I'm going to give you three guesses at the following trivia questions. It's Lee Lonsberry trivia. What was my first job? I was a teenager. I was in high school. It was in the summer between, uh, I don't know, maybe freshman and sophomore year. I walked out of my house, uh, down the street, uh, past the bowling alley, and I cut through. There's a trailer park, and you cut through a field, then through the trailer park, and then through the Rite Aid parking lot. You cross Route 408, and there you arrive at my first job, where I walked in with my application filled out, and I set it on the counter. I said, I'd like to work here. Where do you think it was? I don't think I've mentioned it in the past. I don't think I've mentioned it. I'll tell you. I'll give you a hint. How about this? There were two big old golden arches out front. <laughs> yeah, my first job was McDonald's. Now, why uh, did I? Why did I choose McDonald's? It was because it was my mom's first job, and I remember she told me all sorts of wonderful stories about how she, uh, when she was young, uh, about fifteen, sixteen years old, got herself her first job at McDonald's, and she saved up enough money working that summer to buy herself a Volkswagen Beetle. And I thought to myself, well, that is just wonderful. I very shortly will be wanting to purchase a car uh, for myself. So I'm going to march down to McDonald's myself and see if I can put away a few pennies throughout the summer of working to buy myself a car. Well, it turns out the economy had changed a little bit, and I really wasn't able to put enough money aside to buy a car uh, from my uh, McDonald's earnings. But anyway, I did learn. I did learn about discipline. I learned about showing up. I learned about managing what little bit of money I did earn from that job. And uh, I think it set me on a good path. I worked there for about another year and a half. And then, uh, and then I made a career move, a career move uh, to a gas station across the street. Yes, uh, Portly's, Portly's Plus, in fact, it was called. Uh, we <laughs> served potato wedges and pizza there as well as lottery tickets and gasoline. Anyway, uh, that's my brief little look back at my uh, summer job experience as a teenager. Here in Utah uh, right now, uh, things aren't so easy. You, you can't just walk across town, hand in an application, and, uh, and secure yourself a job as I was so many years ago. Not, not too many, though. I'm not that old, right? Just a few years ago when I was a teenager, just a few. Well, uh, here in Utah, because of a number of factors, first and foremost, and primarily, it's, uh, it's coronavirus era, you know? And the types of jobs available most often to uh, young people, teenagers, are in the field of, say, uh, hospitality and entertainment, theaters, amusement parks, uh, recreational activities. Well, much of that has been curtailed, as you and I know very well. 
as we look for things to do over the weekend. Uh, and that's where young people find their jobs. There are not as many of them available. And it's a difficult time, at least uh, for those young people who are either between uh, years uh, or simply just looking for uh, some work. Joining us on the line right now uh, is someone who's become quite a friend of the program. We have uh, had him on uh, a number of times in the past, if I remember correctly. Uh, Sam Langy's his name. He's uh, the East High School uh, student body vice president. He's now since graduated, and he's uh, in that year between high school and uh, whatever comes next. Uh, he does have a job, but uh, has experienced a uh, a certain drawing back of his hours. So to talk about his experience and the experience of, uh, of his peers, uh, here's Sam joining us now. Sir, how you doing? Doing good. How are you? Not too bad. Uh, listen, you, you, uh, uh, we're not taking you away from anything right now. You, you didn't have to go on break at the, uh, at the cookie shop, did you? No, no, no worries. I don't go in for about another two hours or so, so okay. no worries. So you, uh, you were able to secure a job uh, the, the, this summer. How'd you pull that off? Yeah, um, so I had worked. I had worked a little bit before school had started at the bakery, mm. um, and then once school got into full swing, you know, I, I took a little bit of a break from it. Um, but luckily, just because you know connections that I had before and the experience that I had there, I was able to um, to get on uh, or to get back on, I guess, um, before summer had officially started. So that's how I kind of secured it. it. Was a I got there a little bit earlier. Good. Uh, you, your experience is unique. Many of your peers, many of your fellow classmates, many of the folks who graduated with you here in 2020 uh, are having a tougher time. What, what are you seeing from their experience? Yeah, I know a lot of my friends have been definitely been looking for work just because, you know, money's obviously, you know, something that's nice to have, like you said. <laughs> money's awesome. You want to have it. Yeah. <laughs> Simple nice concept. To to mall, you know, nice to get what you want. Yeah. Um, but it's been hard. A lot of people are looking for jobs, and they're just not able to either find any or, or keep them. I know a lot of my friends have, have sadly, they've been cut back on hours significantly. You know, they only get scheduled maybe one or two shifts a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just hard, you know, because even though they're not getting those hours, their bills are still stacking up, you know. Um, but it's definitely it's hard to, to find a job. Um, I know a lot of companies have been closing or are still closed or have different hours and regulations, so... It's definitely hard to work around. What's been the impact on you? You have, uh, you know, you've been able to hold on to your employment, but uh, talk to me about your hours. Yeah, definitely. I was luckily I was able to to keep my job. Um, it was a little, I was a little worried, not going to lie, just because I work in the food business, and, yeah. and you know, that's was something that was very first to go was people being able to to go out and sit in the restaurant and whatnot. Um, but I luckily I kept my job, but I I definitely felt the you know, the press on hours, we, a lot of people had to make changes. Even I had to make changes to my schedule um, just to make sure that everyone was getting the fair share of, of the little amount of hours we did have. And so I lost some hours. I know a lot of my coworkers did too, um, but it was hard, you know, it was definitely the checks weren't as big and it was a little scary, you know, cause I still got to make ends meet, but I definitely, I lost a lot of hours. I was only scheduled for maybe two or three times max um, when the quarantine was first in place. Mm. You got any advice uh, to your, to your fellow peers looking for work right now? Um, you know, I would just say you just I don't know. I, sometimes it it feels really hopeless. You know, you look for you go on these job like application sites, whatever, and you see you know you got to have experience, you got to have this and mm-hmm. that. But um, I think if you keep at it, you know, and you talk to your friends, I got my job through a friend, and I know a lot of people get their jobs through friends. You know, just through connections. Yeah. Um, but just keep at it. And eventually mm-hmm. things click. So, 
All right. Well, I think uh, not only teens, not only young people, but there are folks from all age cohorts right now uh, who would do well to take that advice. Just keep at it. Uh, stick with it that uh, this too shall pass. Hopefully someday we'll return to some semblance of normalcy or uh, barring that we'll be able to uh, return to some semblance of profitability. Uh, Sam, thank you so much. Uh, good luck to you. Enjoy your last few hours before uh, shift starts and uh, maybe we'll swing by and get some cookies later on. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks all right, Sam. Me. Thanks a lot. I'll talk to you later. Uh, all right. So uh, there's that. If you've got a young person in your house, uh, tell them to keep at it. That's the only advice I could give as well. And get creative. Think maybe is there uh, do you have an uncle someplace who runs this place or that? Uh, maybe he needs someone uh, to sweep up when uh, the shop closed down or who, who knows what. Uh, but, but, but get creative. Uh, take advantage of uh, the, the folks that you know, your networks and such like that, and uh, maybe things will work out. If, uh, if you can't figure it out, though, uh, be confident that as you and I continue to exercise this good uh, social distancing and such like that, even with this uptick, if we redouble our efforts to be uh, vigilant and cautious, uh, that maybe we'll return ourselves to some semblance of normalcy. So uh, anyway, that's the point of view and the experience of uh, someone just out of high school who's able to hold on to their job uh, while losing a few hours and sharing the perspective and sharing the experience of some of their peers. Quick break. When we come back, we are going to uh, change topics pretty dramatically. We're going to look at Captain Crozier. You remember that name? Yeah. He was uh, captain of a naval ship where there occurred a coronavirus outbreak. He sent a letter. The result of that letter was him losing his command. Yeah. Well, Admiral Michael Gilday has more to say about that. That's coming up next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.